Hey mama, I want to invite you to something. I am hosting a free anger management bootcamp on the podcast, May 13th through the 17th. Monday through Friday, there will be a new episode released teaching you where anger comes from and what goes on in your brain when you feel intense feelings, how to lower your stress and increase capacity levels as a mom, how to shift your mindset to align your actions with the mom that you want to be, and how to break generational anger patterns. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a day and sign up using the link in the show notes so you can get access to the episodes as soon as they drop and an email summary of the daily trainings, as well as access to a live Q&A call on the last day of the bootcamp. Invite one or three of your mama friends so they can learn how to manage their emotions well too. Link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Let's get back into this podcast episode. How do you handle yourself when you are sleep deprived? How do you respond to your children? Are you easily triggered? Are you super reactive? Are you easily annoyed? Are you over-exaggerating things? Are you just agitated at everyone and everything? I know that when I am sleep-deprived, I do not show up as my best self. Actually, I'm kind of unkind to my children when I am sleep-deprived, and that is why prioritizing your sleep is so crucial and so important. Actually, it's one of the most important things that you can do to manage your stress levels. Having regular sleep structure in your day-to-day life where you go to sleep and wake up around the same time and getting good quality sleep is absolutely crucial to start managing your stress levels. So in this episode, I will be teaching you habits that you can start implementing today for better sleep, to get better quality of sleep in your day-to-day life. So this episode would be great for you to take notes on because I'm going to be giving you 10 things that you can start doing today to get better sleep. Did you know I had this awesome free resource for you? In the show notes, there's a link to sign up for five practical ways to calm your mind when you're feeling triggered and overwhelmed and you're about to explode on your family. Yes, I know it's unpleasant. We've all been there and we're on the verge of exploding and you need to calm your mind and body. Otherwise, you're just going to not handle it well. So in the show notes, if you sign up, you will get an email that same day, that same time with five practical things that you can start doing in the heat of the moment to calm your mind and body. All right, let's talk about sleep. So here's the thing with sleep. If you have a brand new baby right now, most of these things do not apply to you. Yes, some will still apply, but for the most part, this is for the mama whose kids are sleeping already through the night. Your kids are already toddlers and older and they're sleeping through the night. You just have poor habits that lead to poor sleep and not getting enough of quality sleep. If you have a newborn, I just want to encourage you, this season will pass, okay? I've been there. I know what it's like. I have four little ones. When you are getting up many times a night, you are getting so sleep deprived or overwhelmed and frustrated. I would encourage you if your baby is more than six months old and is a very poor sleeper, please invest into a sleep coach. There's courses and there's actually sleep consultants that you can work with. That would be my suggestion. Why? 
am I saying that? Because quality sleep is so important and it is so crucial for you to show up as the mom you want to be for your kids. There's big effects of when you are sleep deprived and it shows up negatively in your body. So for the most part, sleep is a stressor that you have full control over, except, you know, when you have a tiny little newborn, okay? That means that maybe there are good things in your life that you need to say no to in order to get good sleep. Um, maybe some activities or commitments or volunteering so you can take care of you so you can show up as your best self for your family who's gonna take good care of your family if you're sleep deprived overwhelmed frustrated agitated snappy disrespectful rude and just like worn out and exhausted who's gonna take good care of your family if it's not gonna be you You need to take care of you to show up as your best self. And I think like when we get into our 30s, that's when we start realizing like, oh, like I matter. I need to take care of me. I can't function like I did when I was in my early 20s. Go back and listen to my previous episode that I recorded with Michelle Uh, Grossler. She talked about burnout cycle and how she used to take care of her body when she was in law school. Not really well and how that played out later in life and it affected her in how many ways, okay? So it is really important. I want you to understand that sleep deprivation will affect you in negative ways. It creates a stress response in your body. It is an unmet basic need. So when you are sleep deprived and you have lack of sleep chronically, your brain is taking all its energy and it just says, I'm tired. I'm sleep deprived. I need rest. I need rest. I need rest. It's not taking its energy and focusing on emotional regulation and wanting to connect with your kids and being kind and understanding. No. It is focusing all its energy on the fact that you're sleep deprived because it is a basic human need. I heard this quote sometime a long time ago. I don't remember who said it, but I'm going to say it and I'm going to repeat it to you a couple times so it gets in because I thought it was great, especially for us who are Christians. Sometimes when we're like seeing someone and mentioning, especially for moms, oh, she has some anger issues. You know, she's got some anger problems and whispering and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Here's the quote. Sometimes it's not a spiritual problem. Sometimes you just need some sleep and you're going to be a whole new person. Again, sometimes it's not a spiritual problem. Sometimes you just need some sleep. That's it. Oftentimes in the Christian community, things are over-spiritualized and and basic needs are kind of neglected. Sometimes you're hungry. Sometimes you're sleep-deprived. Sometimes you had a conflict with your spouse and you don't mean to, but you take it out on your kids because you're so triggered because your mind is consumed because of of the conflict you had with your spouse. Sometimes you're worried about a friend, right? Sometimes you're going through a divorce or some, some, some big loss in your, in your life and you're consumed with that. And it's not an anger issue. It's that you have other stressors that you're going through that need to be addressed and processed and not ignored. All right. So let's get back to the whole sleep thing. Okay. How does it affect you in negative ways? Well, first of all, it creates more overwhelm. It 
creates irritation, frustration. You feel a lot more triggered and annoyed. You take it out on your children and react negatively. And that actually hurts relationships in the long run if it's continued over and over again. Okay, think about how you were reactive when you had a newborn and you were sleep deprived. You were a lot more agitated with your spouse probably, right? I'm not the only one here. Like everything they're doing is bothering you. The fact that they're sleeping with their useless nipples and you're the one that's breastfeeding your baby in the middle of the night. Like I remember feeling so resentful and frustrated towards my husband. And it's like, it's not his fault. Like what's the point of him being up in the middle of the night if the baby just needs to be nursed, right? There's no reason for him to be up and being sleep deprived because then he's the one that, you know, especially you know, when he was home after the baby, like he was the one taking care of the other kids during the day. So like, I heard this funny quote meme, like long time ago about newborns. And like, when you have a newborn baby and it's like, my husband and I share roles. I nurse because he can't, he sleeps because I can't, but something along those lines. And I thought it was funny, but anyways, it does affect you in negative ways, your emotional regulation, because your brain cannot take the energy to emotionally regulate because your basic needs are unmet. It also prolonged sleep deprivation causes and messes with your hormone health. Okay. So on Friday, I will have an episode with a guest speaker. She's a hormone specialist and we'll be talking about the hormone health for women. And sleep is absolutely crucial for you to have balanced hormones. That's like a basic need that's in your control. It suppresses your immune system when you're sleep deprived. You have more digestive issues. Um, you have more acne, cravings for sweet, salty things, no libido. Um, like again, back to the hormone issues. Um, missed reg- missed or regular cycles, it shuts down the reproductive system because you're stressed out, okay? Your body is in a stress mode when you're sleep deprived. You get energy crashes, which then leads to drinking energy drinks or too much caffeine creates other issues, okay? Fatigue, exhaustion, weight gain, and nothing can get rid of it if you are sleep deprived. Again, migraines, mood swings, irritability, anxiety, depression, brain fog, lack of focus and concentration. You can't rationalize. You start depending on caffeine on a regular basis. So studies have shown us the correlation between stress and 75 to 85% of chronic health problems. Okay, so stress in your life is going to happen, okay? But you need to learn how to manage it well. There are many stressors in your life that are out of your control, but sleep is one of them that is in your full control for the most part, all right? So here are some tips. I'm going to mention some tips, things that you can start implementing today to create healthy habits to get better sleep at night. So number one, it starts with some of the proactive things that I teach, which is reduce evening commitments. If your kids are in a lot of sports and activities, this might be something to reconsider. Is it serving your family? I just did a recent episode about this and I will link it in the show notes. Is it serving your family to be constantly busy and going, going, going? Because if you are, you're out of the home and you're falling behind on all the things and you're staying up late, uh, catching up with things around the house. Okay. So 
maybe reducing some of the evening activities. Maybe it's okay to do it a couple times a week, maybe three times a week, but you need to have an evening routine and structure. There should be evenings in your week where it's slow and mellow. You're decompressing. It is absolutely needed. We need that rest in order to show up as our best selves. You will recognize that once you are in your 30s, you just can't function like you did when you were in your 20s. Okay, number two is reducing caffeine in the afternoon. If you're like me and you're a highly sensitive person, caffeine really gets to you. And I cannot drink caffeine in the afternoon and then go to sleep at a regular time and fall asleep quickly. I notice that it does keep me up. So reducing caffeine in the afternoon is really important. Number three, set phone boundaries. I had an episode on that and I will link it again in the show notes, but it's setting time limits on your apps, maybe deleting social media, decrease that stimulation, all right? Set limits on your apps. I have that. I have limits on my apps. If you tend to bypass it constantly with a password, have your husband or spouse put different passwords so then you don't know what it is and you can't bypass it. But set limits and boundaries on your phone. If there is a number one reason why I stay up too late, that is scrolling on my phone. There's a reason why I got off social media because I would find myself scrolling and staying up too late and then not getting enough sleep. So this is probably one of the biggest things that I notice that my clients and my mama struggle with is that the day feels so hard and overwhelming and they just feel like they need to escape it and they will scroll on their phone and then stay up too late and it creates the cycle feeling sleep deprived and tired in the morning and you don't get up enough, you know, early enough and then you're reactive and all the things. Okay. So that goes along with number four, going to bed earlier. So we have four kids with my husband and our oldest is 11 and then an eight-year-old and a six-year-old and almost two-year-old. Our daughter goes to sleep between seven and 7.30. Around seven is when I get her ready for bed. Around 7.30, she's in bed. Our boys start getting ready at seven o'clock. They will start doing house chores, loading the dishwasher, packing lunches, cleaning up the living room and Around 7.30 is when they start getting ready for bed. So around 8.30, typically for the most part, they are in bed. And then, you know, sometimes we do reading with them and praying with them. I'll be honest, I don't do that every night. But in order for you to go to bed earlier, you need to put your kids to bed earlier. Okay, and so my kids... I remember there was a time when they would really fight me uh, for bedtime. So I set an alarm, depending on the age of your kids. I had an alarm on my phone that would go off at 7 p.m. And that it said, get ready for bed. And they couldn't argue with an alarm as much as they would argue with me. I'm like, sorry, the alarm went off. So if you have little ones, this might be a trick that you could try with them. All right. Number five is to get better sleep at night. 
use magnesium or CBD oil or valerian roots, something that will calm your nervous system, just like as a supportive agent. So I take magnesium calm every night before bed. Sometimes when I'm just like, you know, really overstimulated, I take a little bit of CBD oil um, or valerian roots, but usually magnesium calm and I am able to go to sleep with just that. And that calms my mind and my body and it helps. It helps me. Number six, reduce alcohol consumption. So when you do drink alcohol before bed, you might fall asleep quicker, but you will have poor quality sleep. You will be waking up more times in the middle of the night and you won't have the quality of the sleep that you need. I understand that drinking alcohol is a common habit for many moms at the end of the night when they're stressed out, overwhelmed, they're exhausted, and I get it. Maybe once in a while it's okay, but creating that as a regular habit and as a coping skill to deal with your stress, that's a red flag that you are stressed out and you're not handling things well and you need to make some changes. And by the way, my friend, if this is something you're struggling with and you are like, I'm listening to this, I get it, I know I need to make some changes, you know what to do, you just don't do what you know, this is why my program exists. This is why I created a 12-week supportive program for you. For you especially, if you've listened to the podcast, read the books, bought the courses, but you haven't implemented anything and have not seen any transformation, the biggest reason is because you don't have that support and accountability. Somebody checking in with you almost every day, asking you to turn in your assignments to show you that you are following through on the things that you said you're going to do. And so this is why my program exists. I am so excited and passionate about it because I truly believe you can make sustainable changes if you have that the support that you need. So there's a link in the show notes if you're ready for transformation, if you're ready to take action and not just listen and consume, you're actually ready to start implementing positive changes in your life and you need someone to keep you accountable click the link in the show notes that says clarity call and book a call so we can see if my program is the best fit for you okay so number seven have a night ritual have some tea or a book or a journal or stretching or some skincare or meditation do something that you do every night to decompress to wind down that is truly helpful for you i love to journal before bedtime i don't do it that often but it really helps me decompress usually i take a shower i do some skincare uh, routine i brush my teeth sometimes i do some stretching but that helps me decompress and wind down and because my kids go to sleep before 9 p.m sometimes they still come out you know don't get me wrong you know, my kids are just kids, that allows me to have at least an hour from 9 to 10 to either spend time with my husband or to use that time to wind down, take a shower. Sometimes I take a bath. Friday night ritual for me is taking a bath. Everybody knows this in my family. Um, If we're home that night, I'm taking a bath on Friday night. And that is just my time to decompress, to wind down. And most evenings 
we are home. And if I do have anything going on, for the most part, we are home around 8 p.m. And so that allows me to put the kids to bed and still allow me to decompress and have my evening time to wind down. Number eight, if you are a person who have thoughts that keep you up at night and you're anxious when you lie down before bed, I would highly encourage you to do some journaling. Journaling has been proven to be super effective to get your thoughts out of your mind and on paper and to help you actually go to sleep and sleep better. This is not a problem that I typically struggle with. I have nights like that when I have something big going on in my life, obviously, but it's not something I struggle with on a regular basis. Maybe because I journal regularly in the mornings and my morning ritual that I don't necessarily need that as much, but there are still definitely days where it would be nice to journal and get my thoughts on paper because when I do that, I'm able to get better sleep. Take five, 10 minutes to get it out of your head and on paper, and then you're going to be able to get better sleep. Number nine, set an alarm when you need to go get ready for bed. So I did this on my phone. I would have a 9 p.m. alarm because oftentimes I will either do something around the house or sometimes scroll on my phone. Sometimes I will, you know, either will talk to my husband, but sometimes it's like, you know, clean up the kitchen or do some laundry. I just find things to do. I don't know. As moms, we always have things to do. And I literally just lose track of time. And so having the alarm go off at my phone at 9 p.m., that reminds me it's time to get ready for bed has been really helpful for me to help me stay on track and not lose time. And so number 10, go to bed at the same time every night within the same hour. So if you are going to bed at 10, so between 9.30 and 10.30 or like between 10 and 11, within an hour, I guess, with of that time is the best time to go to bed because your body functions at its best when you have that circadian rhythm and you it's predictable predictable the time you go to sleep predictable the time you wake up your body functions at its best when you do that and we all do that that's how our kids function at its their best this is how we function at our best i have uh, some girlfriends and she's like, oh yeah, you know, I, we sometimes go to bed at 11. Sometimes we go to 2 a.m. with the kids. Her kids are homeschooled. And I'm like, what? How in the world can you live like that? I just can't. Like I am a person that needs structure in my day and predictability and routine. And I know that I function at my best. And so does your body function at its best when it has regular sleep cycle. So those are my tips for you. I'm just going to run through them quickly one more time. Number one is reduce evening commitments to have <laughs> to go to sleep earlier, right? Number two, reduce caffeine in the afternoon. Number three, set phone boundaries. Number four, go to bed earlier. That means put your kids to bed earlier. Number five, take magnesium, CBD or valerian root, something that will calm your nervous system and your body. Obviously, ask your doctor if that is okay to do for you number six reduce alcohol because consumption before bed because alcohol promotes poor sleep you fall asleep quicker but you have poor quality sleep and number seven have a night ritual have like a tea or read a book or journal or stretch or skincare or some sort of meditation number eight if you're a person who 
has their thoughts go like crazy at night in the evening and they keep you up, do some journaling. Number nine, set an alarm when you need to get ready and get ready for bed, like at 9 p.m., for example. And number 10, go to bed at the same time every night within an hour because that's how your body functions at its best. I hope you found these tips helpful. If you have, I would love for you to share this episode with a friend. If you have a friend who's maybe overwhelmed, easily frustrated, agitated with her kids, or who just says, I feel so stressed out being a mom, share my podcast with her. It's going to blessed her so much and I would greatly appreciate that as well. My friend, thank you so much for being here and I'll see you in the next episode. Hi friend, did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.